You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. On today's episode, you all should know I made people tap out over the weekend. (laughs) Thanks to Mike at Mike Alexander CPT who wrote my intro for this week. And there's a reason that he wrote that. Uh, He follows me on Instagram and saw my stories. And this today's lesson, uh, today's lesson, today's lesson, um, today's episode is really entitled Lessons for My Son. And um, I want to talk you through what I feel like was some really good strong and important parenting moments. And um, and I think that there's going to be, there are great applications to what I want to talk about for us in our lives and um, the positions we put ourselves in and the vulnerabilities that we have and that our clients may have. And so I want to address that and I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about my son's um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament over the weekend and how we can make those applications. So a few months ago, I was considering, uh, I, I suggested to my son doing a tournament, uh, a jiu-jitsu tournament. He's pretty good. He's not the top kid in his class, but he's up there. Like he's, he's a lion, uh, but he's a little guy. I said, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool for you to do a tournament one day. Well, Fast forward to a few weeks ahead, some kids were going to compete in a tournament, and he looks at me when he finds out these kids are competing, and he basically says, Dad, you want me to do this tournament too, right? And I was like, if you if you want to, like, I don't, I don't want you. I'm not pushing the tournament. If you want to do the tournament, you can do the tournament. Don't put it on me if you want to do it. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do the competition. Now, my son Levi is seven years old. He is a small seven-year-old and he's been doing jujitsu which is for those that don't know it's it's submission wrestling so they they wrestle they get in positions and you can do submissions and they're great at these tournaments they i mean nobody in the kids uh section like they don't even let if you you straighten their arm out for a submission it's a tap out even if they don't squeeze it even if your kid could have gotten out of it because uh, that happened a few times, and the parents are getting very mad. Um, but to be honest, like it's it's just a, a kid's tournament. Relax, relax, everybody, relax. Um, and we went to one. They were going to do one. It's called Tap Can- Cancer Out. And so I thought, well, this is a great one to go to. It's for a great cause. Um, we're raising money for their cancer partners, uh, whether it's for research or support for individuals who need support. And also there are probably going to be fewer parents out there yelling to rip the other kid's head off. Right. So I'm, I'm into this. I think this is going to be a great opportunity. And I know this, I know losing is part of competition and I want to make sure that my son, I want him to know, even if he didn't win a single fight it would be a great experience. So I told him, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to book a hotel and it's going to have an indoor pool. Now my kids, my boys in particular, they love pools. They absolutely love them. I could be like, Hey, we're going to go on vacation. They'd be like, where? And I could say, Syosset, Long Island. 
And they'd be like, what's there? Nothing. There's nothing that you'd want to do there. But if I said that there is a, a hotel with an indoor pool, they would be like, say asset. Woo. They'd totally into it. They love indoor pools. So I'm going to, I'm going to get a hotel that has an indoor pool and we're going to stay an extra night. So we'll go on Friday, weigh-ins are early on Saturday. So we go Friday. We don't have time to get to the pool on Friday. It's late. You got to you gotta get ready. You got to get in the mindset. So after the competition, we'll go to the pool. We're going to stay an extra night. We'll stay another night. Saturday night, we'll come back on Sunday. So Sunday, we can get up before we have to leave the hotel. And you can get in the pool for a little bit longer. I want to make it a good experience, even if he loses every single fight. All right. So, and and by the way, we did go to the pool and all he did was dunk me the entire time. And the fact we had a hotel room and all he wanted to do in the hotel room was do like WWE wrestling on a king size bed. It was amazing. And we had a great time, even outside of the tournament, just so everybody knows we had an amazing time. Well, after slamming each other on the bed and walking around, I said, well, we're going to go out to eat. And we walked by uh, we went to Baltimore, so we I, we live in New York City, so we drove down to Baltimore. Uh, we we stayed right across from Camden Yards. Uh, the the Raven Stadium is right close by. We walked by, uh, had a little. Uh, we ate out a couple of times. Like it was a really good time. But I did all of this just to make sure that losing is not so bad because I didn't want to think if he lost, then this wasn't for him. It's just part of what we do. It's part of growing and it's part of learning. So I was talking to, to one of the parents of some other kids that went to the competition. His name is Raj. And he's uh, in my son's class, the father of the kids at uh, Henzo Gracie Upper West Side. And he said, don't worry so much about him losing. Like he wins just by showing up, just by getting on the mats and putting yourself in that situation. To make yourself vulnerable, that that's a win. And I was like, yeah. Because how many people do martial arts? It's not a lot. It's like how many people go to the gym and work out and push themselves? It's not a lot. And how many people would then make themselves vulnerable enough to compete? Whether that's the jujitsu competition, like what Levi did, or, um, you know, doing a... a High Rocks or, you know, any of these, uh, you know, Bone Frog and, and Spartan, <clears throat> all of these give you an opportunity to compete. How many people actually do that? Very few. And so, you know, it's tough to make yourself vulnerable sometimes. But then he said he also, you know, Raj said, and, and I thought this was great, many people are worried that they're not big enough, that they just got a stripe on their belt, and there are people that have been training much longer than me, and they're better than me, and I'm going to lose, I'm afraid to lose. And I laughed out loud because I said, that is exactly why I'm not competing. That's exactly why I'm not competing. And man, that hit me. I started to think, if I'm doing all of this for this trip to Baltimore to make sure my son knows it's okay to lose, then what better way to do something to show him it's okay to lose than for me to lose too? Because I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I haven't been a blue belt long enough. I just got my blue belt a few months ago. Sometimes it takes up to three years or more to 
to move to the next belt. There are people who have been doing this for way longer than me. And I thought, just like I told my son, if you don't like it, you're in a bad position, just tap and it's over. There's no pride in that. Just tap. It's cool. And I said, I can get into the the master's division. I can get in the master's division. So maybe maybe I'll do that. So I mentioned to my son that um, I had this idea. What, what, what do you think of me signing up to compete? And he looked at me with the biggest eyes. I remember we were crossing the street. I was holding his hand, walking him to school. And we were in the middle of the street. And he looks up at me, holding my hand. And he goes, that would be awesome. Man, that got me. So I signed up that day. I registered that day. It was the last day to register. And I registered for it. I registered. It was right on the cusp of not being able to. Speaking of on the cusp, when I looked at the weight classes, I was right on the cusp. I was right on the cusp. It was 168 pounds. Is the 168.5 was the end of the lightweight. And I weighed 168. And that was a little much for me regularly anyway, but I'm not prepared. I haven't been planning. I haven't been training to compete. I just have been training to train. So now here I am, like paying attention extra to what I'm eating and uh, realizing that these guys are getting coached up to compete. And I had strained a muscle in my forearm and I haven't been to jujitsu in a week. So here's what happens I go in and uh, my son goes in. We go in to compete. Levi did win, and he did lose. In fact, he lost more than he won. And every kid there, every single one, every single time, cried when they lost, except for Levi. In fact, after a few times, he walks over, and, you know, like, Levi's not getting his arm raised on those occasions, the other kids, but when... When the, somebody else loses, the kids start crying, and he just looks at me, and he goes, why does everyone cry after they lose? And I'm thinking, man, I must be doing something right. Not that you're doing something wrong if your kid cries, but like I'm preparing that losing is part of winning. Losing is part of competing. Losing is part of life. And losing is part of learning. And now... He's learned so much. And after his last one, he got a little he got a little bit hurt. He sat in somebody's triangle for about three minutes, squeezing his jaw, and he was crying when he was done from pain. He comes over, and afterwards, when he looked up to talk to me, he said, when's the next competition? I want to do it. He was ready to compete again, even though he lost more than he won. He didn't cry because he lost, and he was ready to do it again. Then it was my turn to go. And, uh, you know, I went in there just with the idea of just tap. I don't want to get hurt. I told Levi I was worried about signing up to compete because I was afraid I might get hurt. And he looks at me and he says, I know. This is my favorite part of this whole story. He says, look at me. He looks at me and says, I know. Grownups are always afraid they're going to hurt their backs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> That's life. That's not jujitsu. We're afraid we're going to hurt our backs in life. So that was that was appropriate. And uh, and fair enough, I, I did win one and I did lose one. Um, in fact, the guy who got third place out of four of us that competed, we had the same record to the same people. He lost the guy I lost to. He beat the guy I won uh, against. But uh, somehow I got silver and he got gold. And I wasn't very happy of it about it. But Raj, 
the same sage who gave me the advice with Levi. And that basically was the, the angel on my shoulder telling me like, look, man, maybe, you know, people are afraid of doing things. And it made me think, why am I so afraid? How can I teach my son a lesson that it's okay to lose if I don't want to go in there because I'm afraid to lose? So I stepped up and I did it. And afterwards, I was like, hey, man, it's 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 not bad being, uh, you know, on a podium with three people when the group only has four, but it's not anything to brag about. And he looks at me and he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, you get a medal for showing up just for showing up. He goes, think of all the people who didn't show up. Think about all the people in our group that that give you a hard time, but they don't compete because they're scared to show up. People are afraid to show up. The people that are in the schools around us are afraid to show up. It's scary. It's vulnerable. I don't know, man. I, th I think I'm this landed with me because I just want to, I want to make sure that you're not afraid to show up for yourself. You're not afraid to show up for your clients. And when your clients come in, acknowledge, especially new clients and new members coming into a gym, if that's the environment you work in, that, that they may be making themselves really vulnerable to show up. And then go in with a loser's mindset because I do this. I train three times a week. I just don't train to compete, but I do it. And I lose and I win. It's a, it's a, I win and I lose. It's great. It's fine. Why is it different in a competition? I don't know why. Because we create it different. We create it different. We create significance. And it's significant. Like I felt great being on a, a, a podium because there was a group of four and I was one of the top three. That felt great for some reason. And I think it felt great because we showed up. That's the hardest part, showing up. That's the part I got a medal for. I got a medal for showing up. Levi, my son, making himself vulnerable, not crying. He's very proud of that. And being ready to do it again. Like, can you can you say that? for yourself. Can you say that like you uh I mean he will we won one out of four. Can you say I won one out of four? Let me do it again. That was really awesome. Let me do it again. Because there are there are people who only focus on the failure. And there are people who focus on the success. And sometimes going into a place Looking at only success, expecting only success, and failure occurs, breaks them down so much that they don't want to experience that again. They don't want to experience the loss. So be prepared for it. Be prepared for it. I think this is important. It was an important lesson for my son. But it's an important le lesson for myself. I'm telling him, don't worry about losing. And then I'm afraid to lose. And that's why I didn't do it. What about you? Where do you stand on this? What, do you, what are you afraid to do? What are you afraid to lose at? 
that would be a great takeaway for you. If I did this, is it opening your own business? Trust me, I've been there. And there's a lot of loss that could bring forth a lot of hurt when you open a new business, especially when there's a financial investment. Sure. Meeting new people, talking to people on the floor. This is where, when I first started, I'd say to my fitness manager, how do I, how do I build my client list? He goes, you go talk to people. And it was like, and, and, and what? And say what? And say what? There's no strategy. Just go talk to people. But then you realize you go talk to people in a way that isn't self-serving. Hey, would you like to train with me? Because I'd be really good at it. It's um, others serving. In fact, like we had such a good time and such a good group because, by the way, I just signed up for the masters and I realized the the masters, which is for the older people, uh, I was actually in the executives, which is older than the older people. And so <laughs> and it was just a bunch of middle aged guys going in to wrestle each other. And even I, I got submitted. And after I got submitted, I stood up and <laughs> we shook hands and we hugged and he goes, um, you okay? I didn't hurt you too bad because I started real soft before I squeezed. And I was like, you were, you were wonderful. You were wonderful. <laughs> you did a very wonderful, gentle submission. Excellent. Thank you. Um, you know, be in an environment that you can be safe into and, and let people know what you're here for. Let people know what uh, you're willing to do for them. And don't be afraid to put yourself in vulnerable situations. If it's good for you in the long run, there's a, there's a story for you. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Keep inspiring people to fitness and don't be afraid to do it. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.